graduated from Howard, moved to Atlanta, and guess what? <laughs> I made up a resume. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You faked the resume, John? I faked the resume. Really? You know, it's a drastic difference between styling and, and costuming. costuming. And I didn't know that. I'm What's like, well, if I can. So I figured if I can dress an artist or dress a model, I can dress you a, know, character. A, a character. Right. But it's not that. It's you're, you're developing a character. Yes. You're reading a script, breaking down a script. You know what I mean? I'm not just putting the latest fashion on a character. I'm creating a character by what they should look at look like based on what the script calls for. Right. You know, so it is. It's totally two different worlds. I am Rashawn Ali, everybody's homegirl, everybody's favorite soror, the cool soror, representing the ATL and the east side of the cater. What's happening? Five, four, three, three. Okay, here we go. It's the Cool Soar Podcast, hosted by me, Rashawn Ali. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of the Cool Store Podcast. I'm your host, Rashawn Ali. And if you are joining us for the first time, shame on you, Shouty! Because we've been doing some great work here where we interview women in Black Greek letter organizations from all across the board, all four of us. We also interview men, the cool bras, as well. And today, I'm really excited, you know, because I'm such a cool soror, <laughs> you know, I have to spread the love. But it's always special when you bring your own to the show. You know what I'm saying? So today, I'm really, really excited to have Rayonda Vereen, who is a cool soror of what sorority? Alpha Kappa Alpha. Yes. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. I'm so very excited to have you on. So for those who don't know, I know you, Ray, like you're really like super humble like me sometimes when I'm humble. <laughs> um, tell everybody your title at TPS, Tyler Perry Studios. I'm the costume designer at Tyler Perry Studios. I do mostly all the shows there besides um, Sisters and Young Dylan. Yeah. So you do all of the costume designing for these particular shows. Pretty much for all the shows that are out now. They're you know, new shows coming, but... Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just happy that you... So I, when we were doing the fitting for all the Queens, man, <laughs> that just wrapped up season three. Well, well. Well, well. I was sitting there in the fitting room as you were getting Miss Tandy together um, saying, oh my God, right, you should be on my show. She was like, yeah, I'm doing more interviews now so people can like understand what I do. For... um. I want to go all the way back. Like, how did you even get... And were you always like a stylish girl? Yeah, well, way back when I was a teenager, uh -huh. um, I used to model. I was a junior model at 13, and I did not like being in front of the camera. Really? I was shy. I was shy. I was tall. I felt like I was awkward, but everybody said I killed the runway every time I walked it. But I was more interested in what they did behind the scenes. And so when I went to Howard, well, before I went to Howard, I said I wanted to get into the business of doing what they do behind the scenes. I didn't know what. Right. But I wanted to be behind the scenes. And so when I went to Howard, I started to work on the fashion shows, you know, helping dress the models behind the scenes. And I was like, oh, I want to style the models, not only dress the models. So that was the start of my interest into what I do now. Yeah. And then graduated from Howard, moved to Atlanta. And guess what? <laughs> I made up a resume. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You faked the resume, John? I faked the resume. Really? But... 
It worked out, clearly. It, it worked out. See, it's who you know and then what you know to get you, to keep you there. Right. What happened is... Um, what had happened was... What had happened was... My Sorar, your friend, yeah. and Sorar, <laughs> Inga Willis. Come and, on, Inga. Um, <laughs> come on, Inga. And two other guys had started a um, film, produ- well, entertainment production company called Smooth Tone Entertainment. So we were doing underground shows at the Tabernacle back in the day. Right. Yes. And so it was the four of us, and we would book artists, and the company we would book artists f- uh, through was called Strange Fruit Film. I know. Stra- I, yes. I, listen, Tracy, like, I interned for her. I didn't oh, even, really? first of all— I didn't even know this prior to this interview. I ent- My first internship uh-huh. was with Tracy and Strange Fruit. Really? I would go to her house in Alpharetta and sit in that office all day as a college freshman, the summer of my freshman year at really? FAMU. Yes. Okay, so, you know, so they had a division of um, Strange Fruit was with, um, they would book music artists. Okay. And a guy named Eric and another female... They handled that business. Yeah. And so I became friends with Eric and he knew I was interested in getting into the business on the styling side of it. And I did all the fashion shows. So they had a music video coming and he told me about it. And he said, you know, I know you're doing your shows at the Tabernacle, but I know you want to style and I'm going to just throw your name out there and then you take it from there. So uh, he told them that. I was a dope stylist in Atlanta right, right. and that they should call me and interview me for, you know, the uh, music video. And they did. And I lied about the whole resume. Really? <laughs> and I've been in the business. I know I hate to say that, but it's the right. truth. It worked and I've been out. in the business ever since. Really? It was a Pastor Troy video. Come on, DSGB. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm a Pastor Troy fan. I just went to one music fest. And let me tell you something. That, he that, killed it. Didn't he? Did he, he not? I was like, what would you say? I ain't no more playing GA. I'm right in the front row. Front row. Because I'm hood. I'm cool and I'm hood. You A little bit of both. Absolutely. Hey, yes. Balance. Come on. You got to have a balance. You got to have a balance. So you did that. And then obviously it it, it grew from there. Um I don't want to fast forward the story too much because I want to get into all of, you know, really the, the journey. So so after you're, you're doing these music videos with Pastor Troy and you continue to kind of grow in the career, what was the next step after that? From music videos, um, I started doing fashion shows here. I got contracted with Macy's. So I would do uh-huh. like, I don't know, 20 shows a year with Macy's. I got contracted with America's Paramart. So I would do trade show, um, trade fashion shows with America Paramart. I would do one designer show with um, Saks every year. And, you know, from there, I loved doing music videos and I loved doing fashion shows. So I was like juggling the two of them. And I, I loved it all. Yeah. Because... When I moved to Atlanta, Atlanta was the place to be for the music Listen. industry. Everything Listen. was happening in Atlanta. It was. I just remember because I am from the music industry. That's where that's where everything started for me. Mm-hmm. Um, after being Left Eye's assistant, literally worked at LaFace Records in the music video department. Like, I got a story I, about that too. Do you <laughs> about I'll, Left Eye? Okay, we're gonna get to that. And like literally after this, but like the music video visit music video world. You could make so much money back then in the day, mm-hmm. back in the day. Like I remember because I was so resp- I was responsible for paying makeup artists, stylists, like videographers, like I would pay the 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 choreographers. Back in the day, Jay Nice, my 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 makeup artist right now, back in the day, makeup artists would get $3,500 a day. Yeah. 
a day Listen, they were for treating- a music video. Yes, they were yes. treating stylists. The checks. Listen, they were treating stylists like we were part of the artist Baby, department. Y'all got, yes, <laughs> the, the the girl who used to do the woman, pardon me, who used to style for TLC. I forgot white girl mm-hmm. who did all their costumes. We would write her twenty five thousand dollars checks off top. I would do two music videos a month and be done. Absolutely, <laughs> the music video industry back in the day. We would when hype would do a video, mm-hmm. it would be ten percent of the budget. The budget would be a million dollars. So hype would be Any, like, yes, $100,000. Rashawn, we need to check for Hype Williams. Make sure it's going. To, like I literally, I'm 22 years old, making sure Hype get his $100,000 check while literally I'm making a, a smooth $25,000 a year. <laughs> but look at you now. Look at me now. God is good, amen. Hey. Yes, won't yes. he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? So tell me about this uh, left eye story. So when, so when I went to Howard, right? It, it was the year Inga. that Inga no came out. Oh, my, oh my goodness. No, the yard me. was crazy. Crazy, right? And I'm going to tell you a story about me and Inga and Left Eye. Go ahead. Okay. So I was, on, I was on campus. The yard was crazy. It felt like, I don't know, it felt like Spring Bling meets One Music Fest meets... Right. Meets, uh, what's the thing in Philly, the big music conference they have in Philly outside? Uh, um, yes, made, it, a, made, made to America. America. Yes. And Come so... On, their line was coming out and left I was up in the tree. She sure was. Sitting in the tree watching and everybody was on the yard this and I was, was like, 96. Yes, yes. Yes. Chapter. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. I know I'm about to be Alpha Chapter because I knew I wanted to be a soror but right. when that moment happened, I was like, oh, there's no way Wait. that I'm not pledging at Howard University. Right. <laughs> it was amazing. Right. And she was there. So th- the backstory is Inga Willis, who is currently running for office here oh, yes. in Atlanta, um, who was going to win in her district. I love her. She is Spring 96 Alpha Chapter. Mm-hmm. We need to have, she's been on the podcast way when it was just audio, like literally when it was just an audio show. Um, she she was an artist of Left Eye. Mm-hmm. I'm telling everybody the backstory. So when I became Left Eye's assistant, she was like, and I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm in a sorority. You know, because, you know, for people in that world, they don't really know about, like, sorority life. And I was, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm an AKA. She was like, oh, one of my artists is one of those things. Uh, <laughs> an AKA. And now she was like, she was like, her name is Nandi, because, of course, that yep. was her artist it, name, yep. Nandi, Inga Nandi Willis. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Literally, fast forward, right? We're at Boulay in 96. I pledged in 95. Uh-huh. We're at Boulay. And I'm, and I'm like, um, it was just like, and she, she was a Neo. So she's out there. It, I don't know where it was randomly. It was in D.C. And I was like, and they were doing this chant. Like, red, red ain't what I say. Red, yep. red ain't what I say. Blue, blue just won't do. Right. Blue. And I was like, who is shorty in the front? She live as hell. Because yep. you, 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 like, you, you, you like, you know, you like, you, you like, see the people that's like you. And I'm like, why she live? Why I like her? When they finished the chant, I was like, what's up? What's up? She was like, I'm from Atlanta. I was like, me too. And then literally didn't know we met there. Mm-hmm. So I'm back at back in Atlanta. This is after Boulay. Back in Atlanta as Left Eye's assistant. Mm-hmm. And I'm at her house. The doorbell rings, right? Ding dong. Open the door. It's Inga. The same girl I met at Boulay. Didn't know the, the, the correlation. The same girl. She was, I was like, you the chick she talking about? <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, she told me about you. She was like, oh my God. Literally did not even know. When I tell you God has ordained that whole thing, 
I met her in D.C. Lisa had told me about her. It was just, it was all like a real thing. So I just, I, I love the whole connection that we all have mm-hmm. together, which is such a beautiful thing. All right. So that was my little story. Um, so then, okay, you're doing the you're doing the music videos, you're doing the the fashion shows. When did you know like like television shows and production was where you wanted to be, or was that something that kind of landed on you? No, what happened is the the so you know the industry was huge here, and it started to move towards more towards New York and L.A. again, and, and started to like I don't want to say sizzle out, but there weren't a lot of jobs coming here like before, right? And so. You know, you always got to reinvent yourself. So I said, okay, now it's time for me to reinvent myself. But you weren't going to lie this time. No. I, you I had, didn't have you a real stuff. lie this time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I had a resume had a that resume. was real, no, real to one. back it up. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so um, I, I had some friends on the TV side of production, and I let them know that I was interested in switching from styling to getting into costuming. And they let me know it's a drastic difference between styling and, and costuming. costuming. And I didn't know that. I'm What's like, well, if I can. So I figured if I can dress an artist or dress a model, I can dress you a, know, character. A, a character. Right. But it's not that. It's you're, you're developing a character. Yes. You're reading a script, breaking down a script. You know what I mean? I'm not just putting the latest fashion on a character. I'm creating a character by what they should look at look like based on what the script calls for. Right. You know, so it is. It's totally two different worlds. Now, there are some similarities, but they're two totally different worlds. The language is totally different. So there's a lot to learn in moving from fashion show and music videos to TV and film. What was that transition like for you? What was your learning curve? My learning curve. So here's the thing. It was easy for me. And that's the thing. I hate to say it, but everything from a career standpoint has been like smooth sailing for me. You're blessed. Like just, There's a difference between folks that, I mean, some people just have favor. Yeah. And you're one of those people. Hey, I'm a God-fearing Christian. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So then it, 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 it's the favor. Yeah. So tell me about that transition, how easy it was for you. So um, there was, so BET had a studio, where well, they rented a studio from Turner Productions. And so... I knew a woman who was over at Turner Productions. Her name was Rita McGee, mm-hmm. and she was a costume designer. I didn't know her personally. I knew of her. And one of the writers for the show that she was working on, it was called Read Between the Lines, said that he can get me an interview with her. And, and she was like, from Howard. Come on. She was an AKA. Oh, But she didn't know that I was, and she was like, Oh, if I feel her energy, I'm big on energy. Right. If I feel her energy, maybe I'll hire her. Went in for an interview and killed it. Wow. You know, we were both from Howard. We both pledged AKA at Howard. Come on, Alpha. And she was just like, okay, I like you already. Keep going. You know, that's how the interview went. Because right. I said, I'm a lead with that. I went to Howard University and I'm a lead with that. I'm an AKA. Right. And so from there, the interview went really smooth and I started working for her like, Two, three weeks later on the um, next show that she had going, which was, was Read Between the Lines. Wow, that's fantastic. And I didn't start from the bottom because usually you have to start as a production assistant. But being that I was on Turner Studios lot, it's not, it wasn't at that time, it wasn't sanctioned by the film union. Okay. So I did not have to start as a, a PA. Produ- yes, as right. a PA. I came in as a costumer. And she said that she was going to groom me and teach me. And she taught me. Like, and that's unheard of. A costume designer taking someone on the other end of the tracks 
bringing them in and teaching them the game wow. and the, the language so I can succeed on the other end. So you, because let me tell you something, the costumers on set, they are everything for us. Mm-hmm. They make us feel comfortable. They get us ready for the next scene. People don't understand, like the, every single role is in production is so important. And I'm glad that you learned that, not from the bottom, mm-hmm. but literally learning as a costumer Growing up, your time as a customer, what did you learn at, that fuels you today? The, the biggest thing I learned was, was teamwork. Teamwork, being punctual, never being scared to ask if you do not know. Because you don't know everything. And, and sometimes being a stylist, I would like feel my way through it. You know, and I didn't have a, I had a small team. When you're on a TV side, you have a larger team. Yes. And we have to work together from the PA all the way to the costume designer because everybody has an important role. And my biggest thing is teamwork, getting comfortable with my actors, building a relationship and a rapport with the actors because you're working one-on-one. Like you're, once the designer, you know, sets the clothes with the look that she wants, it's my job to develop a relationship with the actor because I'm on set with the actor and maintain the integrity of what the designer created for that actor. Wow. So do you work with different designers that like, because listen, for all the Queens, man, baby, let me tell you something. You have us looking so good. <laughs> Every time I come to my fitting, I was like, I know Ray going to have me right. She's going to have me right, right. But you have created this look for Eva, who plays Madam on our show, that is impeccable. Thank you. Can you talk about breaking down the script? Because this was a new show, literally, in 2020, when we yeah. were in all in the bubble, literally living in the bubble. yes which was fantastic. I'll go back to the bubble any day. No, you won't. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. As a mother and a wife, I'll go back to that bubble so somebody can feed me three times a day. Baby, I'll go back. Okay, Just sorry. for a little break. Just for a little break. Um, can you talk about the process as a, as a you know, a wardrobe stylist, costume designer, really doing this for every single character? Because you have to do that for Miss Tandy. I'm a recurring character. I'm not even a series regular. So you got to do that for every single person. Yes. What is that process like? Heavy. Yeah. That's the biggest. Because literally when I come into the fittings, you're like, uh, this is for scene one, uh, episode 305, when she's at the door. I'm like, damn, I ain't even gone through that myself. Yeah. So you have to go through every single script, every single character, and visualize what they're supposed to look like in that scene. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. I create mood boards. Once I read the script, because I start, you know, weeks prior to you coming to a fitting. So once I read the script, I break it down her character and how many changes each character will have. And then I go back and I create mood boards on what the script looks like and what it costs for if it's, you know, a ball. So I know I'm putting like gowns on a mood board for you along with, you know, negligee because that's what... Because I'm a nasty character, right? Because well, I got to be you know, nasty, I say huh? seductive. Seductive. Yeah. Okay. Let's say just promiscuous. <laughs> well, mm. Pory. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a lot. Right. But you keep me classy. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Thanks. But you know what? I, I wanted to add an element. Of, I'm like, when I read your character, I was like, oh, okay, how can I take this character and add this S&M look, but still make it look sexy and not slutty? Mm. And so that was the biggest thing for me is like when I'm reading, I take a little bit of who I am as a person and what I want to see with these characters and add it to. And then a little bit of what... I know my boss, Mr. Perry, you know, wants based on what he writes as well. And I add it into, you know, each 
element of what I'm creating for each look for each character. Wow. Every single scene. What's how long is that process? Like, because we don't I don't as a recurring like the series regulars get their scripts first and then the recurring characters get their scripts scripts after like you obviously probably get it way in advance of everybody. Like what's no, 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 no I get it when 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 y'all get it, when the principal when actors get it. Yes, when the principal actors get it. Yes. So, so how long does it take you to break it all down? Not long. I don't have a lot of time. You know, it's everything's fast. Everything's TPS. fast. Everything's if fast. You, and if fast. you can't work fast, you can't you can't make it over there because we don't work like the real world in product in production. I, I know that. So I have to think ten steps ahead. Like I'm calling them. Okay, when's the first script? Send me something. And I'm already thinking. Okay, even though I can't read his mind, I have an idea in okay. my mind of where like things can go. Um, and so I'm already creating looks in my head. I'm already creating like ideas in my head before I even read the script because I know I don't have that much time. And then I go in and read and break down over, I say, a week period. That's all I have. What? Yes. That's all I have. Maybe, maybe on some shows, two weeks. You know what? I'm talking to you like I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, as an actor over there, and I will tell anybody this. And this is 20, we can have 20 episodes. This yes. is like, we literally had 16 yes. just this past yes. three weeks. Yeah. As an actor, I feel like I can do anything having been under that Tyler Perry regime because he told us in the pandemic, we had a chance to sit down with him mm -hmm. because in the pandemic, uh, in the bubble, we were able to like live on set, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he would come out at night yep. and hang out with us. <laughs> yes, he would. And, and literally have church with us. Um, and and I rem I'll never forget this. He was like, all I expect for people is to do their part. Mm -hmm. The grit people are going to do their part. Wardrobe, y'all going to do your part. You know, the, 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 the directors, the DP, everybody's going to do their part. Mm -hmm. We just got to come in and nail the lines. That's it. When I tell you I go to any other production mm -hmm. and people don't know their lines, I'll be like, what's wrong with y'all? Right, because you got five pages at another production, but you got... 60, 90 pages there. <laughs> and you get one shot with TP. One shot. You might get two. On a good day, if mm -hmm. he just want to change an angle, you'll get three. But you have to, and he, he lets you decide what you want to do in the scene. And if he likes it, he moves on. Mm -hmm. So I'm prepared for anything that I'm going to do, whatever is next for me, or if I continue... When I continue to work for TPS. Thank Amen. you, Mr. Perry. I love you so much. You changed my life in every single way. And my children's life. My husband, he love, he love you too. Everybody's okay. life. Everybody love you, man. We appreciate you. I tell you that when I text you. Okay. Um, seriously. But he's changed my life. Mm -hmm. But it's made me better as an actor because yeah. I'm prepared. Do you feel that same way? Oh, absolutely. I feel like I can go anywhere. Anywhere. And, and, and work. And I do. You know, sometimes when I take long breaks because... Right now, I'll go on a break and I'll go somewhere and work for a short stint, but my home is at TPS. Yeah. And I work so fast. And sometimes they're amazed at how fast I get things done. And it's because I'm I'm programmed to work fast Program. over there. And it's, it comes natural. And I try not to compromise my work by thinking forward, thinking ahead, because I know, like, at the end of the day, anything that I put on you guys— my name is on it. Yeah. So I try to make sure that everything I put on you is what I want to go on camera. 
Yeah. And I be looking really nice. You know, I really appreciate your efforts and no, making Miss Tandy look <laughs> absolutely amazing. When you, I love, I love, obviously, Eva Marcel is absolutely a stunning woman, just mm-hmm. naturally stunning. When, when the show first came, you know, you know, oh, we got a new show, we got all the Queen's men, and you knew that you were going to be styling her. And now you've really kind of set a precedent of how she looks like with the, with the, with the suits that, that, with like, no shirt, like, with no mm-hmm. shirt, like, and it's super sexy. Did that happen, something that you just planned, or did it just kind of progress as she grew? Mm-mm. So here's it. Th- so it's a little bit of both, right? Okay. So when I read the scripts, I knew that I wanted to, p- I was like, she's a boss. And I knew how she was, like, as far as her statuesque, and, you know, she was a model. Yeah. I wanted to bring sexy, but mix it with boss. So I knew I wanted to put her in suits. I knew, and she wanted to talk to me because she had never worked with me before. It's like, oh, I need to talk to her. I don't know about these suits. <laughs> and I would not talk to her on the phone. Really? Yeah. No, I said, I'll see her in the fitting. <laughs> and so when she came to the fitting and she seen like all, like, you know, because I over-prepare and I have to because we shoot so fast. And so she seen all the suits and I walked her through what my thought process was and, my, you know, my vision for each particular scene for her for that first um, season. And she was like, okay, let's get started. You know, that's what she did. Let's get started. Right. And so she didn't, she was like, I didn't see the suits and that's why I wanted to talk to you, but I'm, I'm willing to try it on. And when she tried on and I didn't try it with no shirt at first. And I said, you know what? I had a turtleneck on her with a suit. And I said, no, take the, take, take the turtleneck, turtleneck off. off. I said, that's it. I said, I want to do you with suits with no shirts. And that's how that came about. And the other thing was key for her. I wanted to do something that everybody would like remember about her. And they remember the suits with no shirts and the air cuffs. So the air cuffs was a thing as well. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. now, like, I think I think I've heard you say that you've seen a lot of people kind of copying the trend. Yeah. And I'm not a household name. So, you know, I would never get that type of credit. But no, first of all, stop saying that. Well, not yet. (laughs) <laughs> no, you are a household name and you you do have that type of credit. Speak it as, oh, you're here. Listen, I love working with you. That is the reason why I wanted you on this show because you are so brilliant at what you do. Thank and you. people need to see you and know who you are and what you're doing because you are fabulous at what you do. I feel so good in everything I wear. Even if it's not Rashawn, mm-hmm. it's Tandy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. I just... I just be like, okay, she cute or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. It may not be something Rashawn would wear, but Tandy, you have captured my character. And the, I, I want to talk about like when characters grow because mm-hmm. my character has grown Absolutely. this season. So I'm growing from this this S&M sexual woman. Now I'm, I can't tell everybody what's happening in season three, <laughs> but now I'm growing as a character. How do you transition a character and still keep the integrity? So my whole thing is, is like, so Tandy is, has an, an image now, right? And I can't talk too much about what's, what's going on. Her, right. But I, each season, I always try to elevate a character if it calls for it. You have elevated me. Honey. Yes. Love it. And so I had to take you from being in that S&M and that, you know, sexual, sensual type of look that I gave you to this elevated 
classy and yeah. sexy look. sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. I appreciate it. And then you have to deal with the dancers and y'all got to, you have to costume the dancers. And like, that's a whole thing too. Did you have to research like the male exotic world? I knew nothing about it. Absolutely. A hundred percent research it. I had to go to shows, research it, talk to people who are in the industry, talk to designers who design costumes for male exotic dancers because I knew nothing about that world. So if you would have just got me to do a show like that and I didn't do the proper research, I would have put them in stuff like, you know, uh, (laughs) costume from costumes, et cetera, or, you know, Party City because I didn't know. Right. But of of course, I'm a seasoned designer and I did the research and contacted the right people and I made their costumes, did sketches and everything that they wear on stage. I would say 80% of their costumes are made from scratch and they are authentic to that world. To that world. Yes. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. We love you. And I think that you, I, I hope y'all. that you, um, we, we, you know, we talk about you online and on Instagram and, and, and all of these things. And we, like, I really hope you feel like how much we appreciate what you do for us from your whole team is fantastic. No, listen, I do. Okay. I do. I do feel okay. the love. I mean, I, it's a, like a family there, period. Listen, our cast is... Oh, no, I, I love that show. I, I know, know you do. I know. I so lit. We, we, it we, is. We it is. <laughs> Turned all, all the, the way, way up. up. <laughs> listen, listen, I love the cast. I feel like I have a bond with the cast. Yes. You know, and it's and it's so weird because sometimes I feel like I'm a part of the cast. Like, I'll get in, we'll be on a red carpet and I'll get in. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not the actor, but I'm getting in this picture. <laughs> right. But, you, but you're part of, you're part of, everything that we do. And that's mm-hmm. why we show so much love to you, like on, on set and when we're in pictures, like it's like, like we adore you because you, there's no, there's no all the Queens men without you. There's literally Aww. no show without you. You make us look like we do. And we're so grateful for it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank Absolutely. You. Absolutely. Mr. Perry and uh, Eva gave me a name. I don't know if I can curse on you. Here, can you can curse. Go ahead. what they say? <laughs> So when they see costumes that they like, they be like, that Ray motherfucking on. Yes! I love it! Because you give us, listen, when Mr. P sees me in that pink suit, when I'm doing what I do on uh-huh. stage, when I announce what I announce, <laughs> baby, he gonna love that. Hey. <laughs> he gonna love that. That pink suit was everything with the little black, ooh, 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 ooh. I mean, listen, she turns me into another person. These mm-hmm. clothes and this, and then Charnel with the hair. Honey. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. So as we close out, in spring 1998, you became a member via the Alpha chapter. Hey. Did Alpha Kappa Alpha choose you or did you choose Alpha Kappa Alpha? I chose them and then they chose me. How about that? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. I appreciate you. Ray on the Vereen. Does Vereen, are you like, Part yeah. of the, are you? Mm-hmm. You're my like cousin. A, really? Uh-huh. Are you from a I heard you casually say that in the fitting room one day. Mm-hmm. Like you, you from stardom. Just say it. It's fine. You can say it. You can admit it. It's fine. Well, it's here. What's funny is my mom is she's a singer and a well, she was a singer and a dancer, and she was slated to go to Broadway before she had me. And so her parents did not want her to have me. They're like, no, you can't have kids. And you know, she didn't believe in. So she was like, oh, no, I'm having her. And so she thought that I would be able to sing and dance. And 
I didn't get any of that. <laughs> but you got, but that I got that style. See, right. <laughs> Listen, that baby come through every day. Looking, look, when you're on set styling us, we're looking at you and what you're wearing. I'm like, oh, you gonna have the Dolce and Gabbana shoes on today? You just gonna casually do that? Well, you know, I gotta ah! keep up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love it. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank and you. And breaking down like what it's like to be behind the scenes from the casa. Like the look, people don't understand. Like, Ray's on the phone, like, talking to the shoppers while they're out. Like, hey, we need a medium in this. And Miss um, Tandy needs a, a medium in this size. She's, uh, yeah, she, uh, this small is too small. And, like, literally talking to everybody and then running it all down. Mm-hmm. It's a whole process. Yes. That's why I honor the process of what you do, and which is why I wanted you to be here to talk about what you do. So thank you so much for being oh, here. thank you. Yes. She's she's royalty. She's a Marine. <laughs> a real one. <laughs> Ray on the Marine, everybody. Give it up for her. <laughs> 